0: Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises,
1: one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. I'm Alex. Expecto pod-tronum. It's me, Britain. Your most... Whoosh,
0: whoosh, whoosh, whoosh,
1: whoosh. Do, 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 do a podcast. <laughs> yep. Um. Here we are, guys. We're going back. Back into the wizarding world. Easily my favorite name for franchises and universes. I don't think it sounds mm-hmm. ridiculous at all.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Tyler has an important disclaimer, so we should probably start with that. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I've warmed Um,
0: this up. We're going (laughs) to... We're going to be talking about the... the, uh, writing... screenwriting quality of J.K. Rowling, the acting quality of Ezra Miller, and, I guess, what their character does in this movie, and also, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, who is replacing Johnny Depp, uh... Th- third time's the charm for a uh, Grindelwald casting. Actually, I guess he's the f- fourth Grindelwald casting, because I think there's a flashback in Oh, Deathly Hallows. Fifth? Because uh, I think there's
3: a younger and older version in oh Deathly Hallows. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, who's the older version? Whatever.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah,
3: because Vol- Voldemort has to figure out where that the older um, wand is with uh, Dumbledore's corpse. So he goes and sees older Grindelwald, who's like in prison or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um they all have baggage uh <laughs> jk rowling and in, in particular i do want to say and um i have a, a quick recommendation to throw out here uh, that is i don't think either of you have seen it so this is a view views herein are not uh, endorsed by here come the sequels llc uh <laughs> i uh jk rowling has said a lot of things about trans people she has a considerable uh online following um I really appreciate it. There's a video by a YouTuber named Contra Points that is just called JK Rowling, where she uh, this is, she is a trans YouTuber and goes kind of in-depth on, like, the arguments Rowling is making. She's very empathetic about understanding where Rowling's coming from while also kind of breaking down why these are concerning for her to be saying to a large audience. So I want to throw that out there and say we're not going to be talking about that. We're not really going to be talking about what's going on with Miller or Depp. Um... <laughs> we are we are not the people to make those arguments yeah. and and like give the insight on everything that <laughs> they, they have going on. Uh, Miller and Depp, in, in particular, I think have a lot of like current, like actual legal stuff. Um, I say I think everyone knows that Depp has stuff going. On. Um, <laughs> we're barely qualified to talk
3: about movies. How can you yeah, expect us no. to
0: speak to real world
3: <laughs> issues? Yeah.
0: So like we're not gonna be really like addressing the elephant in the room. I don't think by any means is the first time we've had questionable people that we're we're talking about, uh, questionable creative talent on movies that we brought up, but, um, all of them, I think come with, with heavy asterisks, uh, when you talk about them. So like, I want to put that out there and be like, we're very aware of that. We're trying to just like talk about this movie and don't worry. We have plenty of things that (laughs) things to say that we can, uh, criticisms that we can keep within the, yeah. the confines of the movie <laughs> for sure um so yeah um that's a thing
1: yeah no well um, said I, I yeah totally totally
0: however uh the movie does canonicize the tumble door is gay so happy pride month
1: <laughs> yes uh genuinely happy pride month to everyone for whom that is a, a special month yeah. um we are talking about one of the most res- uh, best representations of queerness in <laughs> cinema in albus dumbledore
0: um I, uh, <laughs> I i genuinely like we i think that was something i was really really frustrated with the last one about um so you know we finally got there with that yeah uh i don't know how much of that is just like i, I don't know i don't even know um yeah. but it's in this that's fine the rest of the movie is bad uh alex (laughs) tell us about (laughs) oh real
1: real quick the other actors who played him jamie campbell bauer played grindelwald and also michael byrne so there you go all right alex tell us about the thing fantastic Beast: the secrets of dumbledore
3: from 2022 uh directed by david yates yet again (laughs) kind of a Part of the problem. It has a 47% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 83% audience score.
1: Okay. Yeah. The fans
3: have spoken,
1: Brittany. <laughs> they want
3: more fantastic
1: pieces. What were his secrets in this? That he has a kooky necklace that he wears on his hand? Uh huh. All right. I
3: think it was supposed to be. Number one, the relationship that he had with Grindelwald, like the nature of their relationship. And then also the reveal that Credence is not just a Dumbledore, but Aberforth's son. Oh, sure. okay, yeah, I guess once
0: Britain, once you do the summary, uh, I'm going to need one of y'all to walk me through because I do not remember how that was done yeah. at the end of the last movie oh what the that's twist was. that's
3: so adorable tyler that you would ask us both this question when britain is the only one that might have answers i'm I'm, I'm
0: throwing it to both of you in <laughs>
3: hopes
1: that somebody will <laughs> pick it up and uh yeah so uh before i do the synopsis i'll just give my little my little caveat uh i have not seen crimes of grindelwald i've i saw the first fantastic beasts movie when it came out so it's been that long I never finished the Harry Potter film series. I devoured the books as a kid. Haven't really gone back to the universe that much as probably more as an adult than I realized, but I I don't know the last time I read one of the books. Um, So I, there were many points in this movie where I was like, am I confused because I just simply didn't see the previous movie or because of the movie is bad at telling me what's going on. I think it's both. Um, I I have listened to both the flop house and here come the sequels discuss fantastic Beasts: crimes of Grindelwald. So like, I do have some knowledge of what sure. happens. Um, it's a... This is a silly... I paid really good attention during this movie, and so I feel like the fact that I'm just confused is a problem. Anyway, <laughs> the the uh, synopsis reads thusly. Professor Albus Dumbledore knows the powerful dark wizard Gellert Grindelwald is moving to seize control of the wizarding world. Unable to stop him alone... Okay. He entrusts magi-zoologist <laughs> Newt Scamander to lead an intrepid team of wizards and witches, and one nomadge. They soon encounter an array of old and new beasts, two, as they clash with Grindelwald's <laughs> growing legion of followers. One is dead. One is dead. I want to start off by, by saying <laughs> I think the big problem with... One of the problems that I've had with this franchise, this individual, like the Fantastic Beast thing, is that... I'd, I don't feel like there's any reason for it to be Fantastic Beasts and Grindelwald prequel stuff. Those should be two separate series. Right. I'm not saying I want six movies, <laughs> but I'm saying the first one is sold on the auspice of like, we're doing the wizarding stuff in the 20s in America. We're like Newt Scamander, Fantastic Beasts. You guys who read the books, you you know this name. This is like a, a, a throw, a, not a throwaway, but like a, uh, I don't know. It's a shout out to that thing. But it's just going to be crazy wizarding capers in America in the 20s. And like, oh, that's an exciting kind of cool idea. And then um, I guess Kathleen Kennedy was in the building. They were like, no, no, no. It's got to also be. I shouldn't drag her into this. I apologize, Kathleen. But thanks for listening.
3: And... <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Uh, Amy Pascal. <laughs> there you go. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and, and then they they were like, no, it's actually a Grendelwald thing. And I, I don't know about the second one, obviously. But it feels like this movie was really having to to work hard to make it to put these two movies together to put like, I never really felt like newt and his kooky team were necessary to the, right. like they, they, it felt like Steve Clovis and, and Joe went, uh, well, we gotta, we gotta keep using newt and them. So I guess let's make up an animal and make that part of this story. I really feel like just make, make the fantastic beasts movies. And then if you want, make your, your Grindelwald Dumbledore stuff, And then you can have this, like, oh, here's a little moment where Newt kind of folds into one of the Grindelwald movies and then goes back off to America. I don't know. It just all of that feels like it's kind of doomed from the start. We're like, these two things don't need to go together. And so now it's never really being the thing that it says it's being.
0: Yeah. Um, This movie ends with a duel between Grindelwald and Dumbledore. And... I did not realize this until looking it up, but it's not the duel that they talk about in the Harry Potter books. It's like, right. This, this is like 13 years before that's supposed to happen where I guess Grindelwald dies. No, Grindelwald doesn't because we just talked about it. he's in the, he's in the, the prison place. Uh, that's not Erkstrung. Is it Erkstrung? Erk, song? Is, is he in Azkaban? Arkstang?
2: <laughs>
0: Artstang are we just yeah let's go with that he's um, been in honey dukes this whole time he's it's been fine. in honey dukes imprisoned in honey dukes <laughs> in the cellar harry crawls by him in the third harry potter book and it's just like hey hey bud what's up and he's like i'm here <laughs>
1: hey, it's me do, Grindelwald. Do, hey. do,
0: do you have any elder wands <laughs> 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 sir um Yeah, so that's really strange that this this all we're we're supposed to have movies that cover the next decade of this this wonderful wizarding world that this franchise is creating. Oh my gosh, it is kind of amusing
3: because I I I feel like if they really had the foresight and they they kind of determined okay, I think this is going to be the last one we're going to be able to make because it sounds like at this point. The movie apparently did fine. It probably just about broke even, but it was not. Yeah. It, it was a huge decline. And the, the second one was a decline from the first one. It's just kind of been um, diminishing returns. But I feel like if with a few reshoots, you could have made that the final battle between the two of them. Yeah. And been like, yep, uh, Grindelwald got arrested at the end of that. It's the end of the story. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Especially with the way they tie everything up with at least – um jacob and Nuke oh and yeah all the, like that, felt that like the end of the thing end? yeah because yeah. it, it makes it feel like oh i guess the story's over but no yeah. grindelwald gets away it's it's very i don't know that that almost feels like in the, the writer's room they're like we've got two endings we've got one that kind of keeps this going it stretches it out and one that kind of cuts it off altogether and then they made
0: the wrong choice of both <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if, anything.
3: If if I can throw out a, a slightly more positive read on the movie, I guess, because I, I seem no. to... I think I liked <laughs> the movie more than the both of you, which I is just strange accurate. to me. Um, I think it's more just, I hated Crimes of Grindelwald so much that sure, literally sure, sure. anything else would have been an improvement.
0: This um, is a lot more of a flat line for me. Yeah. Grindelwald was. No,
3: I think that's a good way to d- describe it. Uh, And... I, I don't know. It, this movie is still messy, and it's still yeah. uh, Britain. To your point, it's terrible at explaining things, and we'll we'll need to figure out what's going on. The whole scene where Theseus gets arrested, captured,
1: all that of, whole thing. I have a whole thing about that. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Um, it's it's it, is that where there are some pages and like yes, Jacob. N- no,
1: is no. That's running, the, that's when that they run? try to assassinate the Norwegian Minister of Magic.
0: It's the
3: same location, though. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but this is in so, Berlin. This is a thing.
1: Yeah. Halfway through, I
0: was like, "I'm not, I'm not grasping any of this, and I'm also not paying enough attention." I'm going to look this up on Wikipedia, and I read like the first two paragraphs of the Wikipedia plot, and I still did not know yeah. if I had gotten to those points in yeah. the movie. The Wikipedia plot, um, by
1: the way, is hilarious to read. It is it's so silly. incredible. No.
0: I I don't know if we should. I think that should be an exercise left. To the, the viewer, unless, Britain, you were planning on it. No, no. Um,
1: just that I think it's...
2: Tyler was sending it, a screen grab that's very It's fun.
0: complete nonsense. Like, <laughs> but, every other word other is a ma- a new made-up word for this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, And it's it it just is, like... I, I think this is really, like, a good place to start in terms of the writing and, and just, like, the information communication. I'm, I'm sure we've talked about this with the other two movies. But Rowling's writing just does not translate to screenwriting. No. And I think it's all about the way she does world building where in the books it's, it's very like Harry's walking along the alley and oh my gosh, here's look at this magical shop that has, uh, you know, fireworks coming out the front and there's a broom flying through the air. And, and, uh, you know, and this shop is full of owls in the front and they're all hooting and, uh, they're magically being lifted in their cages or whatever. Like it's, it it can just be so many throwaway lines of whimsy. Um, and just kind of like, here's a little bit of tidbit about how this world works. Oh, isn't that great? Yeah. I think she doesn't know how to let go of that and let the director take the reins on that. I think also she doesn't have the right director to take the reins on that in terms of, you know, communicating that how creative the world can be and how interesting it can look um, when it, when it's done right. I mean, as in the kind of middle three Harry Potter movies uh, and the first two, but, Especially, you know, three, four, and five are all kind of like a really interesting, distinct vision on the Harry Potter universe. And these movies feel like so much of that has to be crammed into the dialogue instead of being done naturally. And there's so much of an effort to make intricate plots all through the way, all through what the characters are saying. There's like no visual communication of anything um like you're saying that there there are scenes that happen in the same room in the same locations with the same characters there's so many scenes of characters just standing in a totally nondescript room talking at each other uh that go on for like three minutes of just them talking uh and it's it's completely like it is what michael bay's movies do uh from the like dialogue perspective it's like michael bay's movies turn off your brain and just make you go numb because you're just staring at so many flashy images and you have no idea what's happening this is the opposite this is (laughs) is the other end of the spectrum the the dialogue is so slippery and full of things that you have no context for and so detached from what's happening in the movie that it just melts past your brain like it, it it's like i don't know an egg being cracked on your head (laughs) that just kind of like (laughs) smears down (laughs) and you don't none of it gets in yeah none of it
1: gets in yeah um it's i yeah i
0: (laughs) could not process a thing
1: i completely agree alex did you have something you wanted to say because i want to break down this whole german thing (laughs) And I mean, yeah. I mean the whole country. All of it. We're going to be here a minute. <laughs> I just wanted to throw out a couple of positives first.
3: Um, Fair. Just wow, because geez. I,
1: I, why don't you marry it?
3: <laughs> well, no, Normally, this podcast is just me going on for 90 minutes about, let me just go through my list of why this movie's bad. Sure, um, sure, sure, sure. So I feel like I should at least start with positives and okay. just let you guys rant about the movie. Because it honestly, it, it didn't make me upset. It didn't make sure. me frustrated. I was just kind of whatever it's it's not crimes of Grindelwald. I, I will say and, I was
1: not mad at the movie <laughs> I'm more I'm, yeah. yeah anger is not <laughs> where I got
3: but yeah, baffled also, is continue. a better
1: word for it continue I
3: I like I like the the attempt to make this more focused um sure. I think particularly with crimes of Grindelwald, and this is really with Rowling's, um the the weird um uh disconnect that comes with her jumping from writing novels to writing screenplays I feel um so I think Steve Clovis brought brought on board to help kind of give this some focus and actually form it into something that could actually uh, construct a, a movie narrative a bit more. Um, I, I don't think it's all that successful, but it's it's more. Yeah. <laughs> it's more than the last time. Um, and obviously, he did not write my favorite of the uh, Harry Potter movies. So I right. I, don't, I don't even think Steve Clovis is, is the best guy for, for the job. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I liked the initial idea that this is just a team movie. It's like, we've got, we've got this weird group of people together. And we're going to, you've got a bunch of losers together. and We're going to stop <laughs> Grindelwald. And I was, I was waiting for for Jacob to go, what are we? Some kind of wizarding world.
2: <laughs>
3: but I like, I liked that premise. And, and like the train scene where they're like, Oh, Dumbledore has given us a bunch of random doodads to, to figure out things. Cause he does that. Um, And then I, This could be this could easily be used as a criticism of the movie of like, oh, the movie wants a pass and clearly has no idea what it's doing, so this is why it's just aimless and it just kinda goes in a million different directions. I kinda like the idea that they're like, okay, so Grindelwald can kind of see things into the future. He can kinda tell what we're gonna do. So we're just gonna do just random stuff. Mm. That way he can't really predict what's gonna happen. I liked that. That was fun. I I, felt like the movie was attempting to add in some quirkiness with the dialogue and with the characters to not make it just such a miserable nightmare, which is what I remember Crimes of Grindelwald being. I remember that just being a three-hour nonstop just depression fest. Um,
1: I think the attempt is definitely there. I think it results in a tonal jumble. (laughs) Sure. And I think to me, the
0: big thing that I kind of felt with that is how long those intertwined sections kept going on for. Like it was very stilted to move between one character and the next, uh, and just like sluggish and jumping back and forth and, and getting on with those plots. I think that there's a, there's a world in which you do that. Uh, and like a really fun, like all of it across the board is really fun and whimsical. And then maybe you have one that spins out of it and that becomes, you know, uh, what's his face getting the memory of his sister. Destroyed. Yeah, we got to talk about the use of subplot because that should not be in this (laughs) movie. (laughs) What? So bizarre. Um,
3: But didn't you like the twist uh, where he ended up being good at the end? And you're like, I I
0: forgot you were in the movie. (laughs) I thought he was supposed to be good the whole time. Was that a twist? I don't know. Uh, the like, yeah the the intertwining of those those subplots was just so not efficiently edited. Yeah. And I feel like the way you do that kind of thing is, oh, everyone's confusing him and everyone's doing a different thing. And like you have Grindelwald reacting to like, well, what's going on over here? Oh, what's what's this about? Oh man. Okay. And like being confused in some way. And then, you know, you have the moment where he seems like he's got it all figured out and then at the end someone has a suitcase with a new new animal in it and it bows down to Dumbledore. Um Dumbledore just man, like he's a he's a dog person. I think that that's <laughs> like, uh, you know, he's got he's got Fox the Phoenix, clearly a dog. And, um,
1: he's got the 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 Killian, Kill- yeah, Quailun, the uh, Chillin, I believe is what they say in the movie. Because one of the best parts of this movie is Mads Mikkelsen saying, "The Chillin is alive. <laughs> Look, here comes the Chillin." And I was like, "This is not good." <laughs> but I love it.
3: Uh, let, let, let me, let, let me wrap up positives and then I'll let you guys. just it away. <laughs> Oh, I thought uh, you were done. I,
1: I said a positive.
3: I think most of the performances uh, by, by the main cast, at least are quite good. I yep. know we, Brittany, I, I know you've got kind of mixed feelings about Eddie Redmayne and specifically kind of the Newt Scamander of it all. Yeah, I like his character. I find him quite endearing in this and I've always found him endearing in these. And I, I love his relationship with Jacob, and mm-hmm. basically any time that the group is just interacting, like that train scene at the beginning, I was like, I, I'm not hating this right now. No. This is genuinely pretty fun. And Jude Law's, I think, fantastic. I think, yeah. and particularly the fact that they're like, no, we're we're giving scenes but with him and Mads to just act yes. at each other. That that, like. that was Very that was nice. I I felt like that was that was a big big plus.
0: This is the thing I don't understand: is that when i when 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 hollywood's like hey we're gonna make a spinoff prequel show of something they do uh they do a krypton or uh or an obi-wan it's like hey we just want to you know we want to kind of cash in everyone likes that obi-wan we're gonna do obi-wan but they don't like if you if you just pitched to me before these fantastic bees movies have come out if you were just like hey we're gonna make a dumbledore show it's gonna star jude law he's gonna be like you know I don't. Is he supposed to be a headmaster at this point, or is he still a professor? I don't. I don't know. I about, think he. I don't know. I don't remember where he's at. I know. I he's, feel like maybe he's
3: still he's a prof- teaching in the professor. last one, but I don't know if that means anything. I think. Okay.
0: Um. But either way, like McGonagall's there. Do you remember McGonagall? Yeah. Um. <laughs> like him. You know. Like being sort of the the keeper of the keys of Hogwarts and like knowing all these secrets and like you know maybe you have a a thing where. He's uncovering a seditious plot by Grindelwald's followers to overthrow Hogwarts or whatever, and like you know, you can kind of work in some of that, and then you work up towards the big Grindelwald fight or something. Like that is f- so much more compelling to me <laughs> than sure. anything we're getting in these movies. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I don't understand why, it, why, why are they going in the opposite direction? The one time I would like them to do the obvious thing. Yeah.
1: So, choose yeah. your own adventure. Do you guys want me to talk about the Berlin scene or talk about the actors? Because I have a lot to say Ber- about both. Alex,
0: Alex, were you done with your positives?
3: La- last <laughs> note, I, I, I liked the end wedding scene, and I, yes, I liked yes, the bit yes. where mm-hmm. um Newt and Dumbledore are talking, and Dumbledore's like, thank you for, for you know, he's, he's appreciating everything that he's done. Mm-hmm. He's like, just by being yourself, like, we were able to do all this stuff, and I couldn't have done it without you. And Newt's line where he's like, you know, I, I, I would do it again. Like if you ever needed me, I'm like, that's, that's good. That's, mm-hmm. that, that's a nice, that's, it's not quite sequel bait, but it's like, okay, I, yeah, that, that rides that line really well. And then Catherine Waterston shows back up. I don't know <laughs> if, um, if she was gone purely for COVID or right. what the reason was there. Um, but it was cool to actually see her in the movie. Cause I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> so yeah. limited I screen time, but I, I, I thought the final scene, if nothing else, I thought that was kind of beautiful.
1: No, I thought I thought the the last scene was nice. I I do agree. I I do feel like there's a lot, mostly with Jacob, a lot of we're gonna tell rather than show why these characters are here, and it's a lot of vague mm-hmm. like you're a good person, and that's why we need to bring you on this incredibly dangerous mission where you have no way of defending yourself. Sure, because you're good. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's a good reason, but you're not. That it doesn't actually come to mean anything. It's not like. I don't know. What? She makes up so many stupid rules about the magic and she can't even gin up some nonsense about like the power of your good heart is what we need to stop Grindelwald's <laughs> plan or something.
3: Well, would the argument be he ends up turning Queenie back to good? Is that, I mean, may- yeah, is maybe. that
0: their plan? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not necessarily,
3: but Dumbledore always has convoluted plans where he's like, yeah, I yeah, know maybe. where everyone's going to end up being and it doesn't quite yeah. make sense. I do like that whatever.
1: the movie maintains the, uh, the, the, uh, Character trait of Dumbledore just giving like just just really hazy information like he's Adam Warlock just like but uh, Dumbledore so why do I need to go to this prison you will you will know when the knowledge is yours <laughs> but what but what do I need to bring only what you cannot go without that's nothing I'm trying to stop Thanos it's said that those who choose the right path. <laughs> will find their way home they never go left touch my nose i'm (laughs) santa it's just so annoying but i can deal with it more in these movies because at least he's not doing this to 11 year olds (laughs) (laughs) who are just tall babies yeah, most of most of
0: Dumbledore in his in his older years at Hogwarts, he, he was just doing it for sport. <laughs> like boy. I miss the old days.
1: I miss yeah, I miss yeah. messing with Newt. Now I was gonna, gonna
3: to, say he, he's poor children. He's a prankster.
1: Yeah, like it's- yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> he's like I don't really. I'm not mad at Voldemort. I just like thought this be fun. <laughs> My name is
3: Albus Dumbledore. Welcome to Jackass. <laughs>
1: Yeah, hey go go uh uh, hey Harry, go hang out with that three headed dog or whatever. This is good.
0: (laughs) At the end of uh Deathly Hallows, Voldemort is dead and half the cast of the like good guys are dead, and Dumbledore just jumps out of the coffin and he's like, You guys just got so pranked. (laughs) Totally you should see the look on your faces. Oh my goodness. Now Can who's I, dumb? This is my door. best work.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna re-edit the movie so that when it cuts to Hogwarts and it's like, "Remember Hogwarts? Oh, Quidditch!" and it's playing the the John Gosh, Williams theme. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm god. gonna I'm gonna edit the audio. I'm gonna put in the Jackass theme. It'll totally work. Yeah, pretty
0: much. <laughs> um, it's a room we require, and then somebody gets in the head with <laughs> a
2: skateboard. Yeah, I
0: well, I want to go ahead and and park on that for a moment. Oh um, my god, <laughs> I was I was too bored. To, like, really react to this at the time. But yeah. I think if I'd been, like, watching in a theater and forced to, like, really focus and try to understand what was happening, I I would have laughed. Um Because there's a moment where they show Hogwarts. It's, like, the exact same lighting that they always show Hogwarts with. Um, and it's, like, a far off shot. No, this, this is, like, a, there's a little bit more sunlight. At least compared to the rest of the movie. Sure. Um, You see the lake and it, it it jumps in and uh there's a snitch <laughs> flying around Hogwarts's castles <laughs> and it's it's doing da da, da 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 it's not like booming but it's it's supposed to be very like this is magic it's the like uh the, the ghostbusters uh 2021 did that movie come out last year whenever that yeah the most recent ghostbusters movie came out and the, the trailer was all playing up the nostalgia of the original ghostbusters um, it's like that kind of like We have to drum up right. We have to make them remember That this was a thing <laughs> And, and yeah. they they should really be aware That they liked those Harry Potter movies And this is also a Harry Potter movie Well I can't remember How hard does it
3: push that In the last two movies Because in the second one at least They do go to Hogwarts
0: I don't think it's as much I could be wrong This one just feels so like Hard cut We're at Hogwarts Yeah. Oh my gosh play the music Here's a here's a golden stitch. Remember everything. You guys like yeah. this this universe, we promise. Um and then and then uh, Eddie Redmayne does walk into the room of requirement and he says somebody asks him, "Hey, what's the what 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 is this place? What why are we here?" And he's like, "This is the room we require." And there's a there's a literal pause as if like expecting theaters to erupt. Was that in <laughs> like, was that in the second one? No, that's in I can't, I, believe think...
1: in... I can't believe I are missed you... that.
0: In yeah. in this one, are you talking? What?
1: When does he say the room we require? It's in this one. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't catch that. I guess
2: yeah, I wasn't they paying walk as into... much
0: attention. They walk into the room and like I think Dumbledore's already set up all the suitcases. Oh, I
2: remember. Okay,
0: and then okay, and then he okay. yeah, I think Jacob's like, "What is this place?" And sure, he's yeah. like, "It's the room we require." And uh, there there's an actual pause. Like there's a solid second where it just looks at them. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> we get it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, do you want One me to...
0: One more thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Tyler, a, it's like I'm being edited going. by the Fantastic Beast people over here. Britain,
0: talk about Germany.
1: Okay, so. Please, I do have please a, do. Of course, I have a lot to say about the actors, but we'll go against type. Alex is being friendly, mm-hmm. and I'll talk about the plot. <laughs> uh, no, I... I so, there's apparently an election, which I yeah. thought may have been set up in the second one. I guess it wasn't. This is foreshadowed by someone looking at a paper on a, on a train.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I learned through the Wikipedia thing that apparently this is to elect the Supreme Mugwump. Yeah. Because guess I think that is is a thing they say in Harry, the Harry Potter books. It doesn't sound completely yes. unfamiliar, though it does sound ridiculous. Do Alex? they say that in the movie? Because I may have missed that. They say I there's wish... an election. I don't think they say Mugwump
3: because I did not understand a uh, minister of
1: magic versus right. whatever president of the world yeah. was supposed to be. <laughs> no, say I, I didn't either because I thought, so I don't know why they went to Germany, but they go to Germany and yeah. they're in Berlin. And I was like, it's Valerie Pockner time, baby. Oh yeah, <laughs> let's go. And I was, she doesn't say anything for most of the movie. And there's a great moment that I'll get to in a second. Um, but so, so they go to Germany and uh, play, and they're, they're hanging out, and they go to this rally, and there's all these people with signs, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, is this like an election for the German Prime Minister, of, or the German Minister of Magic? Sure. Because he guess Cornelius Fudge and Rufus Scrimgeour were just the minister for, for England. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, okay, cool, and I've been doing German on Duolingo, so I'm like, I'm all ready to start interpreting and getting my practice. Don't worry, it's only English. Um, but then I realized this is some sort of international thing. So because he mentions the uh, I guess the uh, uh, nominees are the German guy, Isabella Santos and someone named Lou Dao. And I was like, OK, this is an international deal. And then I, I, and I do, you mentioned COVID. I think this movie was shot during COVID. And I think before it was like cool to shoot during COVID again. <laughs> like, I think I remember seeing an article mm-hmm. and being like, are we sure, Warner Brothers? <laughs> I mean, you're sure, but are we sure? And frequently in this movie, there are crowd scenes where the crowd is about 18 people and mm. that's a COVID thing. So I'm not going to ding the movie for that. I will ding the movie for not communicating tension. Well at all, because they're talking there's literally a scene or a shot where they like pan up and Valerie Pockner is standing at the the podium. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh we're, she's going to act She's going to say something And she just like taps a teacup And then walks away <laughs> She doesn't even say Dame de Here's the prime minister of uh, Germany or whatever She yeah. just walks away And then he comes over and starts talking about how Grindelwald um, There's not sufficient evidence He's going to be He's going to be part of the elect the, He's going to be a candidate He got the nomination <laughs> And Was that the only reason it was he? brought up?
0: I, I Didn't guess he in so. the last movie like killing a bunch of people? And
3: that's what I was confused by. I was like, why happened? is why is the the German Minister of Magic? Or I guess he's the current. Mugwomp? Is that it?
1: Mugwomp, yeah.
2: No, I I've never actually like said a... this
3: word, and I'm not even sure whether or not Britain made it up. Okay? No, I'm not. I think I'm he's not. Like a But it a sounds kind of dirty when you say it, doesn't it? He's like— But but basically, he's, a... he, he's, he's just like, yeah, we're not going to press charges against Grindelwald. I'm like, are you the person who should be making that decision? And why are you making it here? Well, but
1: he, here's the thing, because during this scene, uh, there are also two ladies who are just kind of walking around looking at stuff— Yes. And Newton Theseus, they do the full, like, RoboCop, like, and they're like, there's a problem. Well, one of them's like, there's a problem. And the other one's like, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And so, that was mean. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> real quick. Uh, yeah, we'll get there later. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're like, okay, we're going to go handle this. While the German minister is talking about, like, and he can be a nominee and everything's fine. Jacob starts yelling, I was dead. He killed people. Hey, Bo. And he's yelling and screaming and the rest of the exes are just kind of like, huh? oh, that's a little strange. What are you? Huh? I, I don't think they gave me the right Danish. Like everyone's just so kind of bemused. And then Theseus goes, He the, the two ladies just kind of walk out of the crowd and he goes, you're under arrest. Theseus being Newt's brother. You're under arrest. They stun him and knock him out. Newt kind of. Leans over, and I can't remember if it's. I think it's uh, Jessica Williams. Is like, we have to go. They have the German Ministry. They've taken control. Jacob is still yelling. The whole crowd is like, "Well, I guess it's time to leave." They kind of shuffle out of the room, and then a bunch of people outside are just shooting the the not the Death Mark, but the Grindelwald version of that. But but not even all the way into the sky. About ten feet over their heads. So yeah. It doesn't even clear the skyline. The whole scene is such a weird jumble of like there's not tension, but apparently something huge- the music is going berserk the <laughs> the the lines are very intense, but the performances and the, the feel of the scene is very like, oh I get oh, I think there's a fire drill. We should probably you know follow the the signs and and head outside, you know okay, well, I'll be the I guess it just felt like a series of
3: non sequiturs. completely. And I
0: was like, okay, All right. I I, All right.
3: I could not. That that yeah. was the most baffling scene in the movie for me. That no, was, me too. I think that was the the purest example <clears throat> of just you've got Wait. too much stuff going on. There yeah. should be maybe be like half half the moving pieces you've got in the scene should be just removed somehow. And, Wait, and, and it was Hold on. so
1: yeah. So so it was also just never clear to me what specifically was. It it wasn't just that like the tension was, was not communicated. It was like, why are they here in the first place? And now we we found out it's this other thing. And yeah, so why are I they just
3: allowed to drag Theseus away? Like, yeah. the ger- the German minister of magic, Min- whatever yeah, he minister. is, he's just standing, like, over there, and it's like, is he even seeing this? Because well, it's th- in the same room. No, so, I think so that's I wanna, part of it, I though, I is talk that he, about this. That he
1: I, has me... been turned.
0: So okay. the... the, the uh... I pulled up the Wikipedia plot because we had to go straight to the source. <laughs> um, so this says, this describing what I believe is, <laughs> says the International Confederation of Wizards exists and they acquit Grindelwald of all previous criminal charges, allowing for his candidacy as Supreme Mugwump of the ICW, despite Dumbledore's attempts to otherwise per- persuade current Supreme Mugwump Anton Vogel, who I believe okay, is yes, the guy that is he's, the him, he's that talking. Is him. And then it goes on to say Grindelwald's minions have undermined the German ministry of magic. Where is that coming? How, who? Yeah. When, who's the German minister? He Vogel. I think maybe Vogel well, serves us both. Well, let's,
3: let's set that to the side because I think <laughs> no, cause there is like a, a, I don't know if it's an or or whatever. There's a guy, there's a German guy that lets them in because mm-hmm. Theseus knows him and he's the guy that stuns Theseus. He like gets him in the back yeah. when he's not looking. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess that's supposed to be the sign that it's like oh they all work for Grindelwald maybe. Right.
1: I think so. And and that's the other baffling thing is even as confusing as this, as there's way too much information, it feels like the beats that you need to uh, the, uh, of, of exposition in the scene are uh, the the mugwump has been turned. <laughs> <laughs> she she the mugwump has been turned but no but that the, the, there's somehow some, has returned but but the the of course and if, by the way of course it's the germans joe only knows how to write one villain proxy <laughs> like <laughs> that's all she's got apparently
3: i mean if this stretches back to crimes of grindelwald where where uh uh grindelwald is walking around being like hey guys world war ii is about to happen here's an image yeah. that i'm showing of of a nuclear holocaust yeah um this is coming and this is why we should kill the muggles and i'm just like yeah. are you really dragging world war ii into this yes.
1: he's like and this Correct. is a nuclear holocaust and this is what's going to happen in versailles this is the lusitania it doesn't have anything to do with this but it was in the packet <laughs> at the shop uh this is some pictures from my vacation remember this, the know right, <laughs> this, this is, a, this is a, a glossy jpeg of Cary grant he's great What's the, who's the documentary guy uh ken burns
0: ken burns yeah there we go i'm gonna put it in the ken burns documentary <laughs> on the attack on pearl harbor
3: here's my album of the spider-man 3 soundtrack on
1: cd <laughs> this is pretty fun now originally i had a bunch of cool like star wipes but i couldn't get them to load so uh anyway <laughs> just, and also just imagine that london calling is playing under all this that's kind of cool <laughs> here I'll,
0: I'll pull it up on my phone <laughs> just, just listen
1: just let everyone hey, hey, be quiet i be quiet Scroofus, you be quiet over there.
0: <laughs> pretty much, that's pretty much how it that's went. Basically, I the think. movie. No, but, um, yeah. it was a magical projector, though. <laughs> that's true. That's basically yeah. <laughs> like what.
1: Yeah, but but I guess what I'm saying is the the information that you need to communicate is this ruling ministry has been turned to Grindelwald's side and. Yeah. It feels like it's I it, think I've never made a movie, but it feels like this is the kind of stuff that even like a, a diehard three or four, I should say, would be yeah. able to like communicate this like with efficiency, even if I didn't get the full like emotional impact that I would yeah. go. Nope, I get it. I get what I'm supposed to be feeling. And this was just like, wait, 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 hang on. Well, I think part of the
3: problem is it's set at like a fancy dinner. Yes. So when you're watching it, you're like, oh, it's just like backroom deals and whatnot. Sure. But the fact that the German guy makes a public announcement. Right. And you have like okay, if they had it, so like at the end of the scene, there's a podium outside, he walks up to it in front of all the steps, sure, and you've got sure. the huge crowd, and he's like, uh, Grindelwald is is uh he's innocent of all crimes. We're we're not pressing charges. He can yeah. he can run for head mugwomp. Um, And everyone loses their minds, and you see everyone in the crowds, Jacob's yelling, and then that's when Theseus gets attacked. I don't know if it's... Maybe it was a COVID thing that they had to just like move all of it into this party sequence. But I don't know how much of it is just the setting. It's just... It's so poorly communicated as to what's happening.
0: Um, I do want to say I'm pretty sure it's called the muggiest one. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's, that's what... That's
2: what he's running for.
0: I, I wouldn't put it
2: past
1: Joe. I wouldn't put it past her. We need. This is why it's a shame you guys can't see us because Tyler's face when he said that was just priceless. <laughs> oh Lord. I was excited about that one. That's a very good one. That's a very good one. That's. No, I was uh, gonna say. I want a T-shirt that says "I'm the muggiest." <laughs> I was gonna
0: say I legitimate point. Um, remember in Goblet of Fire uh when either the book or the movie when there's this big wizarding event Mm -hmm. it's very exciting uh and engrossing there's this we see what a professional quidditch match looks like super cool you know everyone's really into it we're getting some backstory on some of some people who are going to be important to the plot of this story uh because they're kind of around harry when he's experiencing all of this and we're, we're getting filled in on some of them, getting some, a bit of a bit of tease for what's going to happen with them. And then uh, they go back and they're having fun. They're all, you know, enjoying and, and kind of reveling in how much of a good time that that Quidditch match was. And then uh, the the Death Eaters in the middle of the night strike and everyone starts freaking out and it, and it suddenly turns and it's like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? We're confused. We don't know. And we realize that it's, it's the Death Eaters attacking uh, and it, it becomes kind of this this whole thing um the what happened <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. like that's that's so that is like the best i think the entire series ever gets at showing you what culture could look like for wizards outside of just hogwarts sure and this is so confused and muddled and just not like it's somehow even like if the idea is supposed to be like oh it's politics so like it's not supposed to be super clear somehow they've it's even a worse job than like the prequel star wars movies (laughs) in terms of doing that where it's like maybe that's kind of the idea is that it's supposed to be boring and and hard to parse and there's a lot of bureaucracy but like yeah this is just (laughs) straight up there's not even any attempts to make it connect and make it seem like something that could be a, a living system. Yeah. I just and I,
1: and I really don't do, understand. What the reason I'm digging into this scene so much is that it's kind of a microcosm for just a lot of the movie. Yeah. But I think that again, we mentioned the the COVID thing, I do think that probably has to do a lot, or a lot of the like questions about setting or just crowd numbers. Yeah. I'm sure that is a big component and, and I'm sure COVID affects the way we, the way people are, are and worse. Certainly shooting movies it, there are ways that affected it you couldn't have known unless you were literally on the set yeah. but at the same time i don't know why that would affect communication of literal information at certain points in the scene and why the tension feels so weird and it, it i under i understand if you maybe like you said had originally uh planned to this to be an outside deal or a multi-setting and well we got to kind of pare the scene down and pull it inside and there's fewer people I still feel like there's a way to to if anything like uh uh, uh tighten it up in a way, mm. um yeah, because yeah. the stuff that's supposed to be like oh they got Theseus, it, that should be either be the the tension breaker that's like oh man now this has gone bad, or the like culmination of something. It just the the different like reveals of the German Ministry now being taken over and Theseus getting knocked out and Jacob yelling it all just seems kind of piled onto each other in a just kind of weird stew (laughs) and then
0: the is over and I think that is really getting to the heart of why these movies just don't work is that they're built on these tenuous references to things from the Harry Potter series and there's not really any fleshing out in a way that like it's kind of like if you look behind the curtain there's nothing there yeah uh that was that was all window dressing it was very interesting and fun and made it made the world feel very like realistic and lived in not realistic but made the world feel big yeah when you're reading the harry potter series but there it's clear that there were no like rowling never had ideas on how to flush that out and make that into this big compelling thing that works and we have during all of these movies we have no idea what the system looks like yeah. when it's operating correctly there there's never sure. a point where we're like oh this is this is how the ministry of magic and whatever the the u.s version of the ministry of magic and the um german ministry of magic and the the mug Bump convention like we don't yeah. <laughs> we don't know what any of that is supposed to do and how it works and why and like <clears throat> what those conversations are like normally and how they're held like we have nothing to compare them to, and we're just getting thrown confusing signals the entire time that those scenes are happening. Yeah, both in that scene and then at the end with the 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 chillin, the chillin, chillin,
1: which is like a deer lizard or a lizard deer. Yeah. Um, I will say first of all, I got a an original Screwfus artwork at WumpCon. It was pretty good. <laughs> lines were for, lines took forever, but it was really worth the five thousand to be clear or whatever.
0: Is that drawn
1: by scrufus or it's a it's a like sh- pinup of scrufus that's the crazy thing it's both <laughs> it's wild whatever it is it was on parchment yeah it was on parchment. sure yeah. uh well I, I completely agree with you tyler and i really think that this is one of those things that uh, not to keep bringing star wars up but like sometimes those little random references they do more to expand the world by being referenced than by being explored. Yes, um, I don't need necessarily to see what the Kessel Run is. Like, no. I don't necessarily... I don't need to know where he got the jacket or vest or whatever. That, by mm-hmm. the way, he wears the vest in one movie. Let's all just remember that. Um, <laughs> uh, or two, I but don't know. how did it get there? But how did it get there? How, does he, how did he get a name like Solo? Anyway, the point is, I think that... Reading the Harry Potter books, and again, I was reading them when I was a child, so of course, I, I my imagination was just going nuts. But I think a lot of the stuff it's interesting to 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 pan out on your own and to expand on your own and imagine, oh, what could that mean and what could that have been? Tell no matter what kind of story and movie you you make, it's not gonna it's not gonna live up to the thing that I've imagined it to be. So just let it let let it be an offhand reference, and that's that's enough. Um. Yeah, it is a bit messy. I will also say um, Isabella Santos, who does become the mugwump
2: because Mm
1: -hmm. the chillin ends up bowing to her. The chillin is a magic deer that if it bows to you, that means you're a good person. So do we explore
0: this in the movie? Does this say does it does it talk about? Does the chillin is it born and then like
1: when it's born, they're like, got to get a new mugwump. Or are they like... So, here is my theory. The, the, I'll really quickly just say, the reason I brought up Santos <laughs> in the first place is that I'm pretty sure at one point there's a, you hear a bunch of crowd, of crowd chanting for her, and I think they are doing the uh, conga line rhythm. I think they are going, Santos, Santos, Santos. Santos, Santos, Santos. And I was like, that's not really okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, but anyway... Um, what I think it is I think the meta Reason is they went there is no reason For Newt Scamander and his kooky Friends to have anything to do with the Storyline so we need to make up an Animal and force the Animal into the story
0: yeah they, so the The plot, the the wikipedia Plot the 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 sacred text <laughs> Uh they it says In the in sacred china Wizarding world text Correct <laughs> In china uh newt helps a, a chillin which is found to be key, clear q-i-l-i-n which is throw me off um okay and uh yeah he he helps a chillin give birth uh and it says it's a magical creature that can see into one's soul as well as the future grindelwald's acolytes attack and kill the mother and kidnap the newborn granule kills the creature intending to harness its ability of precognition but unknown to them the Chillon had twins and, and new saved one As the movie goes on to explore none of this comes up again yeah in the plot until it says wizarding world leaders gather in bhutan for the walk of the chillin an ancient ritual where a chillin suggests a worthy new supreme Mug- mugwump
1: my, my is this the system is this how this
0: is supposed to be working normally
1: <laughs> this is basically no, Tyler, the Punxsutawney fill of
0: no Tyler magic. I had
3: the exact same question because you know one of the first things that any sane person who's using half their brain would ask at the beginning once it's revealed that oh Credence and all of Grindelwald's followers are after this thing is like was Newt does Newt know how important this is is yeah is he getting this specifically mm-hmm. to
1: take to the government so they can yeah. select a new leader? Give us context for any of it. The, the thing that would make the most sense to me is they, maybe they just vote normally or maybe whenever they do the, it's time for a new mugwump, I guess when their term is over. Um, it's
0: obviously every nine and three quarters of years.
1: years. That makes sense, sure. And it probably would be um, that they go out and find a chillin and bring it. And maybe because it's such a rare animal, maybe that was the thing As Grindelwald's like, I'll take advantage of that and kill one and then reanimate it and kind of force it to to bow to me. That's the thing. It's super convoluted. And it's not necessarily good, but I understand that as a plan the movie yeah, well, is nice if they said that yeah the the movie just kind of lays a bunch of stuff in front of you and is like get it <laughs> I'll, I'll be you good. guys
0: know the chilling and the <laughs> the walk of the chilling in the in uh, Bhutan this I'll happens be perfectly
1: honest when
3: Grindelwald resurrects the chillin, or I guess it's not even like a resurrection he just kind of zombifies He's, it I guess, yeah
1: reanimates it yeah
3: I didn't even I didn't understand what his plan was like right. I didn't I didn't get the re- what the repercussions were of him doing yep. that, and it's not explained until you get to the part where they're like, "He's a fraud. That, yeah. that thing's not really alive." Yeah. I'm like, I wish I knew this, so that way there was some tension.
0: And it's yeah, they call it an election, right? Yeah. Is, it, is it is it the chillin' elects them? Is that the I whole think so. idea? Yeah, we'll see. But for, then, yeah. like these, thesis at one point is like. The, yeah, at the beginning, he's looking at a newspaper and uh, someone's like, oh, man, they're going to like Grindelwald. And he's like, Grindelwald's not on the ballot. It's like, is this considered? Is yeah. there a is there a ballot that gets overwritten when there's a chillin? See, that's that was my original thought Is was, the walk of the yeah. chillin. Just like, hey, no democracy this year. We got a we got ourselves a magical thing that's going to well, tell us.
1: Who yeah, to, clearly who to the choose.
3: chilling can do whatever it wants because it chooses Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore could have taken it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it changes his mind. Well, and also Santos has no lines in the movie, despite being the new Mugwump. Mm-hmm. J- just a small thing. the The
3: two people, Santos and and the other person, I I can't remember. Uh, Lou Dao, Lou Dao. Um, no read on their personalities Nothing.
0: or why, what they bring to the table. Yeah, because Dumbledore it, is very much like there is somebody else who's just as worthy, <laughs> and you should go find them. And it's it's like <laughs> all right.
1: And the mugwump goes to a woman. The chillin Wait, are furious. <laughs> like what if, what if it had chosen Jacob? That would have been fun. If I, if thought, like, see, hey, I genuinely thing. thought it was gonna do that because he'd been dumb, he'd been dumbleding on of the whole movie mm-hmm. about how Jacob's such a mensch, which he is. I mean that
3: that that would that would uh that would give some added value to his girlfriend being named Queenie.
1: And it would huh? also justify him being in the movie.
0: <laughs> Alex, please. the The mugwump is a elected position. It's yeah, come Not on. a monarchy. Hey, hey, hey. It's, if we're going it's by- not a monarchy, even though it is chosen by Look, this Tyler, mystical animal that uh, Tyler. You know, kind of. You have invoked the, the Star the Wars Wizarding prequels,
3: world. which follow this logic as well. <laughs> you can true. be an elected official and still be called a queen. I, you know, whatever.
1: It's fine. Well, it depends, many, it depends on how many. It depends on how many you have. <laughs> <laughs> this really is in a lot of ways like distilled
0: yeah prequel badness like i mean uh, i do kind of i don't know does that they're remind actually me a lot
3: of the star wars prequels even in terms of just like a one-to-one comparison between the first films the second sure. films and the third films the first film is just like, okay, it's boring. You made some weird decisions, but I guess we'll see where it goes. Bunch of animals. The second one's just an absolute nightmare, and it's like, oh, you doubled down on everything that was <laughs> terrible, and it's just a slog, and it's just bad. And then the third one, you're like, I guess we're kind kind of finally getting to the stuff that people wanted to see. Yeah. Kind of, and let's just see how much they screw it up.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. I thought for a moment too that maybe they would, they they do a vote and then Grindelwald like invoked, you know, like uh, uh, uh on Game of Thrones when never I declare chilling. <laughs> That's what Airt Tyler says. horns said. start going off. That's what Tyler says every time we hang out. <laughs> We're like, <laughs> all right, guys. Hey, where gonna... do you
0: guys want to go for a uh, for a bit of a bit of food?
1: I declare chillin'. We're gonna be chilling. <laughs> But I thought maybe, the, like on like Game of Thrones, whenever Tyrion's like, "I invoke trial by combat" or, or yeah. whatever, that that was like trial by chill, <laughs> trial by chilling. When the, I the... get out of here, there's gonna be
3: chilling.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Which is also what Tyler says when we go and get a bite to eat. Fantastic be beast! So
0: disappointed when let... we watch Morbius and one of the end credit scenes doesn't have Mads Mikkelsen show up as as Grindelwald. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, hey, <laughs> it's
1: fanta- fantastic beast. Let there be chillin'. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that that he would have then gamed the system. But I, 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 for most of the movie, I was like, okay, so later on, this is all building to the part where they confuse Grindelwald, and then I went, oh, they've been confusing him the whole time. <laughs> Wait a minute, <laughs> they've also been confusing us the whole time. <laughs> I cool. Like uh, I didn't do any I didn't like plan my phone during the movie. I was just like, I'm watching oh, the absolutely. movie. <laughs> I'm getting opinions. I have. I'm. I watched the stuff. Sandman trailer at least twice. It's a good. During it's a good movie. trailer. <laughs> yeah, man, looks good. Tom Sturge being all thin. Yeah, there's more going on to that. It's a really good looking trailer. Um, yeah, it. Bleh. Um, what I, I mentioned why Jacob is in the movie. I I think Jacob being in this movie, it felt to me a lot like um, Chris Pine being in Wonder Woman eighty four, where it's like yeah, the reason the actor is in the movie is the people making the movie realize what they have. Uh. I don't think it's a stretch to say Dan Fogler is one of the highlights. Maybe the, maybe the mm. highlight of the whole franchise, um, him and him, him and Queenie. Yeah. Like I remember really liking them in the first movie. I heard that even people who were like hating on the second one were like, yeah, but Jacob and Queenie are still great. Like disagree. But also, but also <laughs> Queenie, hard disagree. there. Yeah, Queenie is like, Oh, Hey, okay, so maybe Jacob is still great. And
0: I don't yes. remember why. And I don't, i'm not clear on the, no the she...
3: setup in the second one is that she's like been manipulating him oh, and like yeah, has yeah, him yeah. hypnotized and is still continuing to have a relationship why? with him without why does his she consent do that?
0: why did do... well not that part but why does she
3: go with grindelwald um because she realizes she can't be with jacob or something oh yeah what what happened with credence Again. <laughs> Do you guys remember when Zoe Kravitz was in these movies and she died at the end of the second one? Yeah, Didn't she turn <laughs> no. into Nagini? Doesn't she turn I don't. into a snake? <laughs> no, Nagini's a separate
1: character okay. who just disappears, I guess. Oh, no, she was Lita Lestrange. That's it. Yes. A use of Yusuf's sister. But yeah, but I, I, I feel like I understand, <laughs> why, I understand why you would want to bring Dan Fogler back because he really is delightful his comic timing is great there's a part at the end when they're getting ready for the wedding queenie comes in in her dress and he's talking to newt and he's like yeah well i just don't know what and then (laughs) because he can't see her in the dress he's very funny i really like him tony Winter, dan fogler from 25th annual putnam county spelling bee 2005 um wonderful performer um i also assume he was in the movie because i guess david yates is a big fan of the first season of hannibal and he wanted to tease Dan Fogler with the man who killed and ate him. Um, <laughs> maybe I really would have been great if there was a scene where uh, Grinewald's like, "Now I've got you, Jacob," and Jacob was like, "Are Yo, you gonna eat me again? No oh, way, hey, Bo." But I, I like Fogler a lot. I just I like I said the, the whole movie. He's like, "Hey, why am I here? You gave me a fake wand. Like, what are we doing? You're a nice guy. <laughs> then Don't why worry. are you putting him in Wink. so much danger?" And then Dumbledore says
0: that at the end. He does say, like, I never meant to put you in so much. Detail. Sorry, Jacob. <laughs> then why did you? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? what did you mean? I, nothing. What was I... the intention?
3: Yeah, on a plot level, I don't think it works all that well. And I think yes. there are several instances where they should have brought it up and made it a conversation. They just yeah, don't. Yeah. No, I no. like it. Yeah, I think thematically, I like the idea of, well, we've got, we have a normal human. Sure, and sure. I guess he's American, so no match. I, I hate, I hate this universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, I like, I, I think I've realized after experiencing this movie and, and just it, having this conversation with y'all, I like the Order of the Phoenix movie. The rest is trash. <laughs> I don't care if any of it is actually good.
0: <laughs> the only one I like is the fifth movie. <laughs> Which is the one that David Yates started on.
1: Yeah i don't understand you gotta pace yourself man <laughs> yeah
0: apparently dude sprinted and then it was it's, like yeah. oh, look it's oh got god. it's got oh umbrage. geez i've got i've got 10 more laps to <laughs> oh go. god i i, I
1: ate a lot of lasagna before i, I did ran, this i oh. ran the,
0: i ran that in like two minutes oh no oh no my pace yeah. should be like five what did i do
1: no, I, point I, being, I, I agree. I was, I, yeah. Okay. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, I like the idea of okay, we are facing this guy who absolutely wants to commit genocide and wants to you know enslave or kill yeah. all of the non-magic people in the world. So I like the idea that okay, the team that's going to take him down includes a yeah. non-magic person. Um, so it just makes sense that obviously somebody who has a lot of experience with the magical world would be the sure. person to do that.
2: Yeah. But yes, it does. It and does
3: raise several questions of like he doesn't. He can't if he gets into a if he gets into a one-on-one fight with Grindelwald. Yeah. Like yeah.
1: it would have been yeah, cool if, even, if he'd been like a Pinkerton agent or something and was just like had a mauser the he, whole time. What if, yeah, what if he shot Grindelwald? You no, know, like, <laughs> it's the Harry
3: Potter puppet pals joke that yeah. you What if they him? just
1: brought Jacob along and gave him a gun? <laughs> <laughs> Look, here is your wand that's hollow and doesn't do anything. Also have this. Probably a good idea, just That'd in be, case. That would be amazing if the entire movie was like Expelliarmus, whap doodle And then he's just like Just, just headshotting <laughs> I, I do
3: like the idea of having a scene Where like uh, Newt's handing everyone Their little doodads from Dumbledore And he literally just hands uh, uh He hands him uh, a handgun Yeah And he's like oh what is it, it, is it some kind of magic? What does it do? And he's just like it's a gun <laughs> <Point and laughs> It play, dude. kills people Make sure it's loaded before you shoot Grindelwald.
1: (laughs) Dude, you ever played Telltale? Point and click, my man. Come on. I, uh,
0: yeah, I... I think even on, on, on a serious note, even on that level, like, he doesn't do anything in the final... Right. ...scene to, like, justify, like, oh, here's... You know, there's there's not like a oh the 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 muggle overcomes Grindelwald right. and Grindelwald underestimates smuggles and that's what undoes him. What undoes him is that he used a dead chillin and there was a live chillin he didn't know about and somebody hid it in a briefcase for long enough <laughs> for him to not yeah. be aware of where it was and my, then my about argument to Dumbledore... for the Queenie
3: thing. That's that's all I yeah. would throw out in terms of maybe Queenie would have done something to help Grindelwald had Jacob not talked to her. Yeah, but like and even then
1: like i'm not
0: saying this is a good defense
3: this is all
1: i've got but like (laughs) but yeah in that case dumbledore should have said like without you queenie would have done whatever
0: and then and then like queenie should have helped at the end to take over right yeah uh, yeah
1: yeah So like it was one of those things where i was like i'm so happy that dan fogler is in this movie i can't justify him aside from the fact that i like dan fogler a lot like what what if there is like a
0: uh, i don't know she she's they're like standing in the crowd and they're like oh my gosh why is the chillin bound him we lost yeah. the chillin what's happening like they they don't realize sure, he's so. animating the dead one and then queenie's like wait i he's animating the dead one and then uh the only person who's there beside her who listens is is uh jacob and and he like sprints forward and uh i don't know he does something he to, kicks like, the, the <laughs> maybe he, the, he just the kicks takes the the... off
2: the side <laughs> of the mountain <laughs> Hey
1: look, this chilling this chilling isn't alive. It just comes right off the ground. Maybe he
0: maybe he runs up and he, he throws the uh he throws the wand at uh at Grindelwald and it stabs him in the eye and then <laughs> he kicks it and he says, How's that for a courtesy tap? <laughs> um, there it is. <laughs> spoilers for unhinged. Oh I guess. my god, that would have been <laughs> uh, so good. But no, like what what if he like you know he 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 bursts out of the crowd and says, "You're you're bluffing. That's yeah, a dead yeah. chilling." And then Grindelwald's like, "That's you can't use magic. That's a fake wand." And then he and then he pulls out his gun. Yeah,
1: Grindelwald's like, "You're not a wizard. This wand comes right out of your hand."
0: Yeah, the wand has a bomb in <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Grindelwald pulls the bomb. I don't know, but like you you do something with that, right? Uh, right, right. Or, or you have Jacob say some line, and then like yeah. that's when Dumbledore like does a thing i don't know well and i wonder what, what's the what's the idea behind their blood packs what what causes okay. that to break oh i can explain that yeah no please do and then i maybe maybe we can work something out with that so Cause we're cor- re- rewriting this movie for some reason
3: so, so correct me if i'm wrong doesn't um grindelwald once he realizes he's lost he decides to attack credence correct is that the setup britain he yes i believe so so, uh, he he shoots a spell at Cretans, I guess, to kill him or whatever. And so Dumbledore defends him. He, he breaks it with a spell that is meant to shield it. So it's kind of the technicality like with the wand switching with the Elder Wand in um, The Last Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea is that because Dumbledore used it purely for defense of someone else, he was not trying to attack Grindelwald. And Grindelwald inadvertently is attacking Dumbledore because their spells connect. That then relinquishes Dumbledore from that bond.
0: Why is that not what happens with Jacob? Why is that not how that works? Credence can defend know. himself. <laughs> what? Why is yeah. that not what they do? Why is Jacob not like, he's holding out his wand and he's like, you know, don't underestimate me or what? you right, know, right, something. Right. And he's he calls him out and then Grindelwald's like, this muggle will be the first sure. sacrifice in my new kingdom, and then he tries to kill him, and then Dumbledore is like, yeah, and then we're off to the races. Like, what? But that, yeah. that's so much better. But that was <laughs> so my understanding of the scene. Is is that is that correct? I, I think that's, you're that's right. That's how I okay. it's, it as well. It's either that. I will say the one thing might be that credence. Maybe it's because credence is Dumbledore's blood as well. Maybe that's supposed to be part of the thing. Is that because it's a blood pact? It has to be. Yeah. But even then, then you have Jacob be, like, you know, he, he, like, is looking out of the corner of his eye and he knows Credence is behind him and somehow he understands the logistics of this. And then Grindelwald tries to attack him and then he jumps out of the way and then it's yeah. like, oh, you attacked Dumbledore. He, like, yeah. for one, you should explain what's going on there. uh. But two, like, make Jacob the character that everyone likes and is also a muggle be important and help take down Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then but tyler suddenly you have a plot
3: with credence into these movies now (laughs) credence is important for some reason credence is the key to all of this credence
1: yeah he's
0: a more uh pale long long black hair long greasy black hair character than we've ever had before
1: well i mentioned in the message one of the messages i sent you guys that they're styling them to look like a combination of snape and kylo ren (laughs) yes (laughs) it's ridiculous (laughs) I, my, I had a, some thoughts about the the literal trinket that I guess holds mm-hmm. the blood packet that Dumbledore has around his hand. Because um, one of the criticisms I heard about the previous movie was, obviously Dumbledore always said this stuff about like, well, you know, uh, Harry's like, why didn't you kill Grindelwald? And he's like, well, we were in love and I couldn't bring myself to. And I heard someone criticize the movie and say like, that it, it rang to them a little bit of the like, we don't want gays to ki- to kiss our enemies. We want them to kill our enemies. And the gays are just going to try. And it, which is a little bit of a stretch, but I understand it. And so I like that in this, they went, no, you know, we only have one gay character in this. And him loving a man is what's preventing good things to happen, I guess. So we'll create an actual MacGuffin technical thing that is blocking them. And then they'll have a fight, which is mostly them clutching each other's chests. <laughs>
0: yeah, the fight is like, ooh. Yeah, (laughs) Ah, And they're like shooting things and it's it's very quick cut and
1: it's not good. I
3: read it as they had to come up with some sort of device because the whole idea that Dumbledore just refused to fight Grindelwald because of love is very weak.
2: No,
0: (laughs) No, completely. Especially in Crimes of Grindelwald where he's like we were very close. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, he's not saying like,
1: no, com- yeah, we were in a romantic relationship and that like, yeah. is, like Co- completely. And so I think, I think him. this is as like, silly as it is. It's a nice, like, no, here's here's, we're not going to act like that. His and, I mean, that is like,
3: that is, yes. there is precedence
1: yeah. for it in the Harry Potter world. They, they have
3: like the unbreakable vow. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, sure. Which is like, if you don't carry this, this vow
1: forward, you, you die. So right, it's, right. it's basically just that. I, um, yep. You mentioned the the fight scene. There there are moments of this movie where there are action sequences that I really don't mind. There's one in a marketplace where uh, Jessica Williams traps a guy on a wall. Um, some of that stuff is okay. I did think frequently, is it just really hard to make people pointing sticks at each other dynamic? Yeah. Like That's just a little hinky. But the duels, well, I think, don't look very good. The duel with, between Grindelwald and Dumbledore. But there's yeah. a whole confusing sequence between Dumbledore and Credence. I had no idea what was going on narratively. I had no idea what was going on physically or literally or magically. There was one effect where I guess they're apparating all over the place. Mm-hmm. And Credence is apparating into a bus that Dumbledore mm-hmm. is in. And instead of seeing Credence apparate into the bus, he's jumping and the camera's behind uh, Credence, he being Credence the the bus like the the screen kind of warps and then he's inside the bus like i thought that was kind of a creative visual effect so sure. a a plus for the movie and <sighs> but but otherwise i had no idea what was going on they kept like it was like death stranding they kept like being in all black and then they're in all white and then there's mm-hmm. a crowd of people around them and then they weren't so like it was all bizarre it's not it's not well established in the movie at all But I think what they're getting
3: at with that scene and then the scene at the end where Dumbledore fights Grindelwald is basically they enter the mirror dimension from Doctor Strange. Ah, They enter like this fake alternate reality where nobody's there and they can just like go hog wild. They can just unleash all their spells Mm. and cause as much destruction as they want. Yeah. That was the read I got from it, specifically at the end when Dumbledore has defeated Credence and it kind of the camera just kind of does a 180 Sure. And it's like, oh, we're back in normal world. And pe- that's when people
1: are around them. I guess it is kind of a combo of that and like bullet time. Sure. Yeah. Okay.
0: And then you mentioned it's not, Strange. it's not
1: well established. In right. The, you you mentioned
0: Dr. Strange that it is, it is such a shame that like none of the magic fights in this ever feel like I'm thinking of like Dr. Strange versus Thanos at the end of infinity war or um, a lot of the stuff from multiverse of madness, which we will talk about eventually. Um, it's very creative and interesting. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. Like it has, there are so many ways you can take this because you just, it doesn't have to be like, I am overpowering you. Right. No, I'm overpowering you. It is like, I'm throwing out birds and yeah. you're uh, countering with cats. Sure. <laughs> like, you know, like you do, do some, some like escalation through that, or they're yeah. like increasing the effects they're doing and like change it around. Oh, suddenly I'm like spraying water and, okay you're turning you your wand into a flamethrower like yeah just jump around between that sort of thing instead of just always being these lasers that yeah. shoot out of your wands because that's always the most interesting stuff in the books it was like the stuff with the boggart where oh you have to conjure something that's gonna make the boggart confused um <clears> or the uh <laughs> is that it <laughs>
2: no,
0: to, but, i think there's some other moments yeah. and and there's a lot more moments like that in the books where people use creative spells and they do something that's yes interesting or weird i mean ron getting uh hit with a um infinite slug spell yeah and well, uh the gillyweed st- and the stomach. bubblehead
1: charms and stuff like all that yeah. all that well I, I think this is something joe wrote a lot of the the though there are fights in the books A lot of those the magic that is really detailed in the books are not is not combat magic. (laughs) It's just problem solving magic or like I know how to fix my glasses. It's all the neat little things that we would think about in our world of like, oh man, it'd be great if I had a magic spell to clean up my house. And Mm -hmm. this is what they do in the book. And so and again, because when the books then there are fight scenes, you can describe lasers flying past people and overpowering each other in a way that is interesting and that you can yep. imagine it being, like she talks about the battle of Hogwarts or whatever, picturing it as one thing, but then watching just a bunch of esteemed British actors point sticks at each other and mm. green lasers fly everywhere. Also, I guess sometimes you have to say a magic word and sometimes you don't.
3: Yeah. Well, that's that's uh, why I had such a problem with uh, the latter three David Yates, Harry Potter films. Yes. I I had this problem all throughout those where it's just and like we, we talked about that. I think like the, there there's just multiple scenes of just like people running and it's basically like they're just shooting guns. Right. And it's like there's a little explosion behind them or that tree just it looks like it got shot up because yeah. it's it's like there's nothing creative about it. But I'm going back to to. Uh, order of the phoenix because it's the only good one (laughs) i'm sticking by this now Mm -hmm. this is my new this is my new uh (laughs) soapbox um the end fight between dumbledore and voldemort in that is super creative it's super creative there's so many fun little moments Mm -hmm. in that you know dumbledore has yeah dumbledore has voldemort trapped in like this giant orb of water and then uh i think voldemort creates like this giant fire dragon he breaks all the glass at the ministry of magic and he's shooting um these glass shards at dumbledore and dumbledore's like disintegrating them as they they get near him and, like there's a lot of really fun stuff in that sequence and it's very quick but it's memorable yeah
0: yeah they're like animating the statues mm-hmm. and stuff like they're doing all sorts of fun little things
1: yeah yeah i, I feel like the magic in general and, and this is something that i i I, I, Harry Potter, I think, has always ultimately benefited from having a very simple magic system. Um, because mm-hmm. if Harry Potter were not as revered and popular as it is, nobody would be holding it. Because I think people, an- they, they try to analyze Harry Potter the way they would analyze like the Kingkiller Chronicles or something. And I'm like, <laughs> sure. Harry Potter, however you, good, bad, however you feel about it, those books are aimed at younger audiences. That doesn't mean adults can't love them. That doesn't mean they can't be mature and creative and inventive and all these other wonderful things. It's just... I don't think it's going for that same stuff because the rules of magic and Harry Potter are some people can do magic, some of them can't. You have a wand, you say a thing, and then it happens. That's it. Don't, yep. don't don't worry about the rest of it. King Keller Chronicles, and this isn't a bad thing, Rothfuss is going through all this, like here's the literal math and science and physics of how this works. Um, And the upside, or the downside to that is that you then create a very strict rules that you have to try not to break. But then I think the downside to what Rowling did which I'm really only seeing in like the Pottermore (laughs) stuff and in, in and how wizards used to use the bathroom and whatnot. And in these movies, there's no fence. Magic is just whatever as, and not in the magic can be anything, but in the magic is just going to do whatever we need in the moment to make the movie go forward. Yeah. And that's part of the benefit of writing genre fiction is that you do get to write something that suits your purposes. That's the privilege. That's not indulgence. That's, uh, one of its purposes but I think Alex you you mentioned earlier how we didn't, there was some information that wasn't revealed until the moment it was needed to be known and I feel like if you had some of this stuff it was set up even just a little bit earlier in the movie when it would happen it it would, so often it, it felt like the reveal happened because that was, they were writing the scene and then Steve and Joe looked at each other like What do we think it was? Oh, he's Aberforth's son. Okay. And then they don't. There's not like a lot of setup and foreshadowing and stuff. And I I think that at this point, the Harry Potter magic is just so overblown and it could just do whatever. There's a part where um, Jessica Williams, and we'll talk about her character at some point, is like she's following Jacob into his bakery. And then Jacob comes in and she's just randomly on the other side of him. I guess she apparated. But that's not really clear to me. So it's just like silly and i didn't like it but uh, what i'm saying is it feels uncompletely untethered at this point or almost completely untethered but also if it is that vast then why is the only thing you're thinking of lasers <laughs> like yeah yeah it's a long way to say i think it's gotten a little big for its boots <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a very that's a very fair read
3: <laughs> um can we talk about the giant uh crab scorpion sequence thing
1: yes so.
3: i i like i like the crab walking and nothing else i thought that was cute yeah. in a different scene and probably a different movie yeah
0: well
3: that's a callback to the
0: first one yes oh is, is it? it i think I, so huh. i don't remember maybe in a second i'm pretty sure he does that in the first one and i think that's supposed to be like oh it's Bring yeah. it back. That's fun.
1: That whole secret. Sequ- I'm glad we actually saw wrong. the giant scorpion monster. Cause I was really thinking they were just going to show us the tail. I'm glad we actually saw it. I oh, the little crab spiders. They were kind of cute. That, that whole sequence was just the, the tone was so weird compared to the rest of the movie. Um, but the, I don't know why I fixed it on this. There's a weird bit of editing where newt, newt comes to the Irk strang and he talks to the guard, I guess. The guard's like, yeah, you can go visit your brother, but you got to leave your wand and your pets and everything here. And then he does this. And there's like a, a whole long take of the guard, like pulling a maggot out of something, rubbing it in his hand next to his ear. And it turns into a, a firefly. He puts the firefly in a lantern. And it's like, do, 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 do. And then just cut to Newt having the lantern being like seven steps away from him. I noticed that. Yeah. And I was like, could you not? Is this a COVID thing where you couldn't get a shot of him handing the lantern to Newt? And I think when he Newt was at the entrance of the or at the doorway trying to go out, the guy was like, and "Now and here's the rest of the things I need to tell you about the information for the plot." And it was just like, could he not be saying that? It's so nitpicky, but it struck me as so odd that like you you cut out just this weird little transitional thing. So I don't know. It felt weird. It's.
3: It's okay. They cut out really terrible dialogue that got you between those two points.
1: Maybe. Maybe.
3: I started. I started uh, that's where the important dialogue was happening, where they were describing what a mugwomp was. Right. And, they, and they, they were like, we can't have characters actually saying mugwomp.
1: People will laugh at us. Newt's like, so who do you think is going to be mugwomp? And the guard goes, you know about mugwamps? <laughs> Why didn't they let Mads Mikkelsen say Muggle? They let Mads Mikkelsen. There is a line in this movie where Mads Mikkelsen says "A war with the Muggles," and I was like, "I can't." That word has lost all power to me. <laughs> and I grant, Muggles is a word that when I read it and i have all these characters British, I'm like, "Yeah, totally." At this point, come on, it just sounds silly. At this, this point, this movie gave me a new
0: appreciation for Mads Mikkelsen. He's uh, so good because he's you know he's good as. Um, James Bond, bad guy. the chief. Yes, there we go. Uh, and I don't, I've talked about this before, I think. I don't, there's not a lot of other stuff that I've s- like seen because I haven't really sought out his performances that people really like. So I mostly see him in these t- t- completely mediocre yeah. movies that we stumble across. Uh, it's probably not fair to some of the other ones we've seen in it, but I'm thinking of like, uh, you know, he shows up in Rogue One and Doctor Strange sure. and like, He's just he's just basically like I'm Mads Mikkelsen, yeah. I have a really great screen presence and I'm showing up to deliver that screen presence to this movie. It's another I, name on the post. This is this is my uh yeah, this is my service that I'm offering is I'm going to be <laughs> in the movie and I'm going to yeah. be very professional and talented while I'm doing it. I'm not going to do much. You're not gonna ask me to do much because your writing is not that good, <laughs> and we're just gonna move along with our lives. Yeah. Um and this movie made me appreciate how how nice that is. It's kind of like when like Charles Dance shows up. Yeah, in something. no, very, he's a very Charles Dance. Type. It's it's like oh hey, oh hey, this that, he stands out. This is nice. Yeah. It's he's like a little beacon of like oh this is very competent. This is just it's just very put together. Like this yeah. this works in a way that the rest of the movie is not working. The opening, which is not yeah. to say that any of the other cast is doing a bad job. No, no, no. But he sort of just masters and and like takes that total like face value without flinching whatever kind of dialogue or or how it doesn't matter how boring the dialogue is or anything it's just like all right i'm going to deliver this in a way that's interesting and powerful yeah um and you're going to want to watch me while i'm on the screen and i've never appreciated that before because i don't think he's i've ever seen him in a movie this bad <laughs> so
1: <laughs> he's a i for me uh another round the danish movie from a couple of years ago i need to really, watch that yeah he's wonderful in it it's a terrific movie um he the opening scene between him and Jude law is really good from both of them. Like just the mm-hmm. two of them talking back and forth. Like it's a really well done scene. They're both really good. I think Jude law does a nice job in this. He looks good with the beard and I like that. He's still doing the Irish accent. I like that he and Gambon kept that alive for Richard Harris. Like nice bit of consistency. Um, and by and large, I think the cast is, is strong. The again, having not seen the second of these movies, I was really concerned about how I was going to feel about Eddie Redmayne because newt is a character who i know some people who are like he 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 stutters over everything in the second movie it's like he can barely look at anybody like it's so extreme and i'm like in that case i'm kind of glad that no that no one in the team making this movie has just acknowledged that newt is on the autism spectrum because otherwise this would be a really offensive performance yeah but um eddie redmayne is an actor who like he is so yo-yo for me like he is so good in uh, Theory of Everything, which I there's a discussion we had about that casting, and he's so I really liked him in Trial of the Chicago Seven. I think he's fine in The Miserab and and stuff like that. Mm. And then you have like Jupiter Ascending, and like he can really just not. My oh, my theory yeah. is he must be he the most he must be the most cooperative actor on the planet because he must be like <laughs> Wh- whatever you say, director, I will do that. And I really thought he was pretty good in this. I didn't like the voice. He was doing this kind of nasal, high-pitched thing with his voice. Not like high-pitched, but pitched up. That's what he's been doing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. It just kind of struck me as annoying. But I still like the performance. He didn't look like he was about to cry in every scene, which sometimes he does that in movies. Mm -hmm. Or even if someone's like, oh, do you know what time it is? He's like, well, I think it's about 4.30. And so it's, I don't know. I, I guess another movie. movies, I guess Marius and Les Miserables has a reason to be crying. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, 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 I was concerned that he was going to be way, f- he was going to be more cartoonishly shy and introverted in this than he was. And actually he, he instead read as a person who is coming out of his shell and is more yeah. confident now than he was, which I, I, I quite liked. Um, Callum Turner as Theseus, I like. He, of course, was one of the bandmates in Green Room. Tiger. Um, Tiger, thank you. And uh, he does a, a nice job in this. Um, the 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 one that I had a difficulty with, not that I didn't like her, but Jessica Williams as Lally, um, who I believe is in the second movie.
0: Uh, okay. I think she was in the Genie. Nagini. Nagini. Well, I thought she was a
1: Pretty teacher. Sure. She's a teacher. From, I'm making it okay, that up. Okay. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> but she, I, I don't also don't know why she is on this team. <laughs> I don't know why anyone on the team is on the team. But she, that, she that's she's, the, she's, the secret the, of Dumbledore. Is I that heard, yeah, yeah. we don't know why he does anything. Yeah, she, she's the witch that can lolly anything. <laughs> <laughs> and Jessica Williams is doing this thing where. She's doing a kind of a twenties voice like this. Okay, Newt. Now we're gonna go over here. Now I don't think you know this, Jacob. That's the Norwegian prime minister, and it's this kind. Of, it's not as far as Wentworth Miller goes in um, uh, *Legends of Tomorrow*. Sure. But I totally. I was like, okay. I think you're trying to do this like kind of May West, like twenties American. Hey, what do you say, sailor? Kind of thing, which is fine. If I wish the rest of the movie fit that. Like yeah. again, if this was just Newt and his amazing friends looking for kooky animals in America, I think it would totally work. If she was like, you know, the kind of cool lady with a with a cigarette and and, a, and always got a got a quick word and a wise crack while they're, you know, stumping around Chicago doing whatever. Like that would be, I think, pretty fun. But in this, it just, the rest of the movie was not on her level. And so it felt like you would have all this stuff about mugwumps and chillins and everyone's being, you know, European. And then she's just like, well, I don't think that's a very good idea at all. And so it just kind of felt asynchronous, but I wanted to go more her direction.
3: I, I agree. And I kind of feel like just using her character as, as kind of a, a, Tonal touch point, let's say. I feel like that's how this series should have started. It sure. should have the first movie should have been Quirky Adventure with a Fantastic Beast plot. We're not gonna touch Grindelwald or Dumbledore or yeah. any of that stuff. We're just doing a quirky adventure. And then maybe in the second film, maybe Dumbledore shows up and is like, Hey, uh, you know, I, I might need some help. You know, Grindelwald's he's he's getting power, he's starting to be a problem. And then like you slowly build it up. You don't you don't just throw in Colin Farrell becomes Johnny Depp at the end of the first film and it's like, oh, we gotta get serious now, don't we? Yeah. Um I think the uh just to jump back real quick to the crab scorpion sequence, I think that would have been a perfect cold open. Oh sure. Of like if this was just the Fantastic Beast series and it's just like, here's this kooky thing. We don't have this is a a place where no context works. Theseus has just like been captured in this a weird location and yeah. and you know you just got Eddie Redmayne doing this crab walk to go mm-hmm. find him and it's like don't ask questions it's yeah. fine this is just the new mission that we're on right now mm-hmm. like that that's that's where that type of scene goes it doesn't go in the middle of this all this plot. Have, nonsense uh, this political jargon have
0: have the first one be a silly fun thing and then there's a post-credit scene where Dumbledore does the Nick Fury thing and he's like <laughs> hey I'd like I'd like you to uh collect an animal for me if you can and and then he's like uh hands him a photo of, of a phoenix and it's like oh he's gonna find fox yeah oh that and would then, be fun and then the second movie you know there's a little bit more creeping in from the edges and maybe you know you have a couple references to. Maybe, it, maybe at the opening of the movie there's like a newspaper someone's reading, they're talking about Grindelwald. Uh, a magical newspaper, of course. Uh, and, and you know, little points here and there. And then maybe you start to spill it in more and more. Yeah. Um, it'd be fun if somewhere along the way you just pivoted and then you are just like, hey, this is the, you know, we did the trilogy about Newt that's sort of slowly set up our Dumbledore stuff. Now we're doing a Dumbledore trilogy or something. I still don't really want this to be how they just continue to beat the dead horse of the Harry Potter franchise. But like, that's more interesting on the surface than whatever this is.
1: Yeah. Also at the end of that cold open the ver the version of this, where it's a cold open and you save Theseus, Theseus would have some line like that'll teach me to play Quidditch with goblins. And then, yeah. yeah. And that's all
0: we need. It's like um... bum, 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 bum. <laughs> that reminds
3: me. They play, they me play the,
0: the Harry the... Potter theme on uh, what what's the like soccer horns? <laughs> oh, Vuvuzelas. <Vuzelas. laughs>
3: <laughs> that reminds me of like the the uh, opening of like Star Trek Into Darkness, where it's just like yeah. and previously on Star Trek and, sure. and Kirk's just running with this treaty thing or whatever and Bones is like what do you what, why do you have that and he's like I don't know but they thought. I think it's important to them or whatever Yeah. like yeah just give me some some sort of uh, yeah. just in the middle of the action just you know that's fine make it yeah. fun
1: get a radio announcer to be like can our magical misfits manage to make do <laughs> so on and so forth yeah, yeah. So, I the the Colin Farrell to Depp trans it was a polyjuice potion, right? Or some kind I mean, of yeah, that, or some, some sort of spell. Okay. Yeah. So they never showed Johnny Depp transforming. They just did a straight recast. I yeah, like that. I think that's funny.
3: <laughs> and yeah. I think the only, I mean, Mads Mikkelsen still has some white hair, but it's more like gray. Yeah. yeah. Um. Like, Johnny Depp, like, it was spiky right, white yeah, hair. Right, yeah, full. Um, and they also give Mads Mikkelsen... It's more subtle, but he's got a discolored eye. Yeah. Which is one of the oh. things that uh, Johnny Depp's version had. I
1: didn't realize that. Interesting.
3: Yeah. It, it, right, is that in the book? My pee? I don't think so, because I don't think either of the actors in Deathly Hollows have that. I think that's made up for the movie.
2: Huh.
0: Sure.
3: I mean... I mean, to be honest, it's probably a Johnny Depp decision of like make my character look awesome. even
1: weirder. <laughs> I would yeah. I I'm really inspired by Yuna from Final Fantasy Ten. Can we do mm-hmm. can we get a Yuna kind of thing going on? Look, I, I, I know we
3: said it would have been fine if they just had Colin Farrell be Grindelwald, but if we had to sacrifice that so he could be Penguin, all right, yeah. we got mads now. We're fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We
0: don't now, need Colin but... Farrell We don't need Colin Farrell, you know, like doing burning out his arm doing doing pitches yeah. and losing in a game where he's you know like he's got no shot like pull mads off the bench he's he's the best uh best uh cleanup uh pitcher in the league you know he just kind of you know <laughs> Truly. checks in and uh he always gets you gets gets out of the game Yep. um and and yeah let 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 colin live another day you know get, <laughs> let him do something more interesting would have been great if the
1: penguin had been in the background of one of those crowd scenes he didn't say anything they're just like (laughs) just like floating Ah! around and then he was just like "Eh!" (laughs) just doing a face
0: oh come on i like grendelwald oh my goodness
1: what this guy says he was killing people what are you doing
3: (laughs) they show um mads slitting the throat of the the chilling
1: yeah and he,
3: he called for help just like hey why are you showing me that
1: oh tar- oh come on <laughs> hey you know i'm in peter right oh boy <sighs> peter was around back now
2: right so um,
3: from my understanding this was another last minute emergency i think mads mickelson has talked about this and he's like yeah they were desperate when they grabbed me for this like it
0: sounds like it was very late in
3: the game that they were like no we're not yeah. proceeding with johnny Depp.'" He
0: got a call and, and Warner Brothers, it was, it was, uh, I don't know, I don't know who's, it was Todd Phillips.
2: <laughs> it was, I, don't
0: know, I don't know who's running that, running things over there, but he got a call and they were like, he just, he just got up and he, he, he dusted off his sleeves and he uh, straightened his cufflinks, made sure they were nice and polished. and was like,
1: all right, I'm on the case. I'll be there in 20. <laughs> I picture like in Squid Game where he's just like waiting for a train and somebody from Warner Brothers sits down and he's like, I just wondered if you would like to play a game with me. and it's just like it's more and more fraught and the whole time you're like Mads don't play the game you'll have to be in Fantastic Beast." this movie could have done with a squid
3: I I, I feel like I've had one it's so weird how like I was not really affected by the casting change and maybe it's just like I didn't watch this in theaters and I knew about it like years in advance but like they don't mention it in dialogue and like normally that would bother me a lot more but for this one I was just like and whatever yeah, yeah.
0: That's fine. I have no absolutely no investment in the continuity of these movies. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Um so I, I I wanted to mention I got my eyes dilated today uh and on on the for the drive back they give you like the sunglasses yeah. that are like the like you got to put them over your glasses if you don't have sunglasses so that you can, you know, see and and be able to, you know, not it's just like the sun's too bright. If you if you can't right. uh, if you got to try and drive with them, uh, and I put them on, I was kind of like, "Hey, it's this is kind of like I'm in a David Yates movie," <laughs> 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 and that's my that's my like uh, that's my thing on how this movie looks and the previous yeah. two movies and the previous three Harry Potter movies before that. I don't like it at all.
1: It's very and, sludgy. Uh, yeah. I did you get your eyes dilated because you just watched Grindelwald and you're like I got to do some preventive maintenance yeah. on these things. <laughs> I was like I don't know if I don't know Oof. if that'll stick. Don't know if these um, can uh, keep going. Oh boy, a little
3: worried. Yeah, can I can can we can Hollywood just put a moratorium on just like the gray color filter because it, it's it's got to be the same application they're using for all of these movies, right? <laughs> of just like they get to the end of the movie, they're in Final Cut Pro and they just like they hit the gray plus two button or whatever (laughs) like just stop it stop making your movies look like garbage like clearly a lot of time and effort went into the visual effects and and the cinematography for these things like these are expensive movies i don't know why they just decide to put that filter on unless the idea is that they're not confident in their own work and they're trying to hide it
1: do you guys think that uh, it was the same theory that governed David Yates' direction of the Legend of Tarzan, yeah. Also probably. from twenty sixteen.
3: Yeah, somehow he did that in
1: the first Fantastic Beast in the same year. Hey man, when, when you're on a roll, you've got to keep you move mm-hmm. while you're hot. Move while Stay you're hot. hot. Yeah. Uh, he did also direct the Girl in the Cafe, featuring great actors Kelly McDonald and Bill Nye. I think I remember seeing that, and it was cute. Do you guys think it was the Tishborn claimant that made people say, "We got to get this boy behind some wizards"? probably this is the with the tishborn oh my god this i can't even <laughs> synopsis okay i'm we're, you're getting a double dose of synopsis in this episode all right, all right this is from the tishborn claimant from 1998 the valet or valet of a 19th century nobleman presumed dead after a shipwreck is sent to australia to investigate rumors of his survival a disreputable blackguard lays claim to Lord Tishborn's title and although the valet suspects fraud he conspires with the claimant to split any inheritance should the imposter successfully convince Tishborn's family and friends that he is the genuine article because I guess if the claimant has a deer bow to him <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Tishborn chillin
1: yeah the t- <laughs> yeah that's it the Tishborn chilling.
3: David Yates, he seeded that a long time ago, and when he was brought on board for Harry Potter, he was like, Joe, I know you brought me on for this film. There's a specific plot element I'd like to echo if possible. But like eight movies later. No, 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 no. She's, this is a constant debacle between them every movie. (laughs) Mm. This is the one where they finally gave in, and they're like, fine, we'll have the magical deer who decides who leads the free world.
1: (laughs) Yay, chillin'. (laughs) Man, I did you guys run out and get your own little stuffed toy of a chillin'?
0: It's kind of cute. I wanna, it's kind of cute, yeah. I mean, like, I want to be
1: against it. It's just like, yeah. what? What? <laughs> What's the little leaf monster's name? Not Groot. Chillin', I think. <laughs> and the little Niffler, that's also a chillin'. I think, I think it's called a, a MIGWimp. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and there's a Niffler, and he's so cute with his nose uh last
3: comment from me i like the character of bunty she's not in the movie a whole lot that name is stupid but i liked how she was just like giddy with optimism and i think that's one of the things that i i just i i genuinely got out of the movie that i didn't at least in the last one and from what i remember of the first one i felt like there was a certain sense of hope and optimism in this one and that just that also helped me a little bit to just like not completely write this movie off. I was like, okay, this is this movie. I feel like it's it's heading more in the right direction, and I
0: feel like
3: it's not just a miserable nightmare.
0: I I'd forgotten who Bunty was, but she I she remember was, after looking her up, and now I'm she, like, yeah, because yeah. she's the one who gives the, the mug lump, the <laughs> She's <laughs> the one who gives the chillin' at the yes. end. Yes. yeah, Yeah. It's cute.
1: Yeah. Uh, I almost messaged you guys at one point and said, "Guys, the funny lady is making me very uncomfortable." Because <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. She struck me as a little too treacly. Um, I could also see that in your case, Alex being a sort of uh anodyne to the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, I was just like, "Oh boy!" I think she also kind of reminds me of somebody I've known that I was like, mm. "Uh, <laughs> sure. is it Alex?" It's Alex. Because Alex is always bursting at the seams with with joy and he's so treacly and chewy um (laughs) you know it but also i think it really really just came down to every time someone go bunty i was like no no (laughs) my body's rejecting that for some reason but no she's
0: she's fine what if the what if the chillin had bound to bunty at the end (laughs) like hey actually she sets it down and it turns around.
1: And then so, we have yeah. to say, the, the Supreme Mugwump is Bunty. <laughs> is that an adjective? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Um. Also, Yusuf is in the movie. I kept forgetting he was in the movie. Yeah. I mostly remember him because he's not Jeffrey Wright. Sure. But yeah, he uh tries, he goes to Grindelwald and is like, I'm going to be your new best friend. He's like, I'll make you forget your sister and then Yusuf later is still a good guy, actually a good guy.
0: Yeah, I think, no, I, my read on that scene is definitely that he, on the scene with Grindelwald, was definitely that he is, the. It, Dumbledore's plan is he goes and pretends to join Grindelwald, but he does, like, he has to give up his sister's memory in order to convince Grindelwald that he's on his side, and so, like, my read of, of his performance there was like, he does not want to go through with this, but he has to, to for the plan to work. And then I don't think it matters that much in the grand scheme of the plan. Um, but I think he was always supposed to be like a guy on the inside.
1: Okay. All
0: right. And Queenie, I think Queenie like because th- there's a moment where oh, Grindelwald yeah. looks at Queenie and he's like, "Is is he legit?" And she's like, "Yeah."
1: Totally. <laughs> <Grindelwald>. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's a mess.
3: Should have called give this it movie d- Crimes of Frondelwald. Grindelwald didn't smile <laughs> a single time. Didn't even chuckle.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: I like that joke.
2: You give it. Um, you go and
0: I it. give this movie a D minus because an F would be too exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my take.
2: That uh, might
3: be, like, the hardest critique I've <laughs> ever heard from you, Tyler. That was brutal.
0: It's really not... worth. Like, I think I gave Crimes of Grindelwald an F-. Um, it might have just been an F, but it probably deserved an F-. minus.
3: We did those a long time ago. Let me see if I can track oh, that God down it. real
0: quick. Hopefully we'll never do one again. Yeah,
3: so I gave it... I gave Crimes of Grindelwald a D, you gave it an F-. minus. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm going to give this one a D- minus as well. Nice. I... I Again, I I'm not angry at it. It's just baffling and just yeah. really not well put together. Alex.
0: Don't you give it a B. Don't <laughs> you
2: do <laughs> it? No, you're thinking about it. <laughs>
3: um, I'm gonna go with the C minus for right now. Yeah. I had fun with parts of it, and parts sure. of it are baffling. Yeah, because of because it's cinema. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean there no, there yeah. were genuinely sure. like for most of the movie I was like I do think this is my favorite of all three. Maybe if I go back and watch the first one I'd be like what are you talking about? Sure. Um but I I did I enjoyed a lot of the characters and
2: yeah. That's well, the know. first I, I one
0: could totally I remember buy f- that. Yeah, the first one I remember feeling just generally competent. There are things I did not like, but like I followed the plot for the most part yeah. and like there was fun stuff. There's a lot of Jacob and Queenie stuff in that, and that's all really fun. And then I, yeah, I yeah. just
3: I see the pieces here that could work and could actually make for something that is like surprisingly delightful. And I'm just like, I feel like I'm picking at straws, you know. I'm just like, come on, yeah, come on, just bring the good stuff
0: out, <laughs> please. This quote mo- on yeah. the Blu-ray release, Ale- Alex.
1: I see dot dot dot. Surprisingly delightful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie is like if they if you looked at all the ingredients it takes to make a delicious pizza pie, but then the movie makers in this case chefs took all those ingredients away, scuttled into the kitchen and brought you back a, like a candy cane that was just mashed together ingredients for a pizza and they didn't heat, <laughs> and they didn't heat it up. <laughs> And they're just like, but don't, mm, it's almost Christmas. And you're like, it's April.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's technically closer um, to
2: Boxing Day.
1: But yeah. Um, So the, I have another retconmendation. I watched okay. The Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Oh no. Whoa. No, I didn't. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, the story of another group of kooky, uh, critters, um, <laughs> kind of, who have to, uh, help another underused actor in the villain role. Correct. Um, yeah. I would say the, the, I think the biggest, uh, mark against G- guardians two is or guardians one is that I've seen guardians two. Um, because I think a lot, I go, when guardians one came out, I remember it being this, there's a lot that was novel about it. It was the first Marvel movie that wasn't based on a like widely known character for the MCU, and so it kind of it went, "Hey, Marvel can make quote unquote anything and do a smash hit." Uh, we hadn't seen Chris Pratt in a role like this. We hadn't seen Dave Bautista in a role like this. Groot was a big deal. Um, it was this like new sort of step for the Marvel movie and for a lot of these actors that now it's all like Chris Pratt's been doing this role in many movies, yeah. not just, Marvel, this is the role he does now. Yeah. This is the thing. And we've all seen Dave Bautista and lots of different stuff. And we know, we have seen the guardians and other things. And I, I think that this movie, I, I don't, I, I don't know if it's maybe that James Gunn wasn't fully comfortable with the characters yet, or if Disney wasn't fully comfortable with James Gunn yet, but mm-hmm. I, I can sense that he, he's not going full tilt, you mm-hmm. know, full on, like he, he would in the suicide squad. And, and I, I believe I remember feeling that way about Guardians too, which I'm. I know Towers a big fan of that. Yes, and I'm. I'm and I, yeah, I'm really I excited think to get to it. Back to it
0: was Guardians two. That was 2017. Yes, yeah, because yeah. Guardians is still also in the era of there's a lot more meddling going on in those. Sure. In the MCU, sure, um, kind of pre Age of Ultron, so
1: that like you you that's where you get like a lot of Thanos
0: stuff that feels kind of out of place. Yeah. At Thanos yeah. later on
1: the Athena's the is a little odd in this one and it's still like, I still had a lot of fun watching it. The cast is still a mm-hmm. lot of fun. The jokes are good. The soundtrack's good. Um, it, it does pretty well waste Lee pace. I think that it's a real <laughs> it's a performance I really like, and I would love to see that performance in like the, in the MCU now. Yes. Um, I think that'd just be a ton of fun. Karen Gillan's really good. I feel like she doesn't get enough props for like how good she is as Nebula.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think the movie holds up really well. I I kind of wish they hadn't wasted John C. Riley so much because I like him a lot. I guess they could probably bring him back in three somehow. Maybe the C stands for Celestial. <gasps> uh, hey, Adam Warlock, I just uh, wanted to show up and try to help you. Uh, anyway, or Galactus. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I guess I'm gonna go eat a planet. Uh, anyway, how are you guys? Uh, and
0: Will Ferrell is the Silver Surfer. Oh, it's there. It's all, all right, right there.
1: There it is. Or uh, it's uh, what is what is it in Infinity Gauntlet? Lord of Order and Master Chaos. Mm-hmm. The two mm-hmm. faces. It's Will Ferrell and John C. <laughs> Riley, John C. which is great because one of those faces is just a guy, and the other one's like a purple monster going. Mah! Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. A lot of fun. And the uh, uh, Star-Lord's granddad at the beginning is played by a character from the first season of Chicago Med that I did not care about as much as the show wanted me to. His name was David Downey, like in Iron Man. Uh, I give Guardians of the Galaxy. What did you guys give it, actually, before I give my grade? I gave it a B minus. Tyler gave it a B. Yeah. Mom also going to go B minus. And I might end up changing that. But that's where I sit right now. And I feel like I had to, the movie, and this is probably the meddling you mentioned, Tyler. The movie feels kind of like rushed in some weird ways and a little choppy at times. But ultimately, I think the movie totally works. Like, mm-hmm. I will, I, I have zero issue watching that movie again. But like, I feel like the the key that needed to be turned was them just saying, here you go, James, make Guardians yeah. 2, make it the way you want. <laughs> and then, you know, bring Kurt Russell in. So, yes, yeah. good times.
0: I think, I think when Kevin Feige got full control of Marvel Studios, uh, in terms of like, or at least the movie side of things yeah. and being like, I am now, I now get to call the shots and I will report to Disney and tell them how much money we're making. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be a lot. <laughs> I think he, he basically turned to James Gunn and was like, go <laughs>
1: Un- unleash the
0: James. Yeah. 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 Y'all got anything? And he made a sound like, uh, the Tasmanian
1: devil and <laughs> spun off. Blah, 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 blah. thank you <laughs> just in case people didn't know that great character um
0: i meant to watch the tinder bar at some point and i never did so i'm gonna go ahead and recommend that. <laughs> i'm gonna say it's my it's my, my recommendation watch this space i'll come back and i'll fill in the deets at some point uh but probably it's fine
3: put a pin in that in five years yeah. he'll uh get around to the tinder bar
2: yeah
1: that, that that Tinder bar you like is going to come back in style. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have I ever recommended Twin Peaks? Can I just recommend Twin Peaks? Can that be always, my always, yeah, my recommendation? Uh, I don't think I've ever actually said that. I probably don't mind some of the like stuff that I actually really like enough for recommendations. I'm always like, what was the last thing I watched sure. that
1: I really liked? You probably so, recommended it, but then that like backwards language, <laughs> um, yeah, from the room.
0: yeah. Um. So I'm gonna say Twin Peaks. Maybe I'll go Twin Peaks episode one, and every time I don't have a recommendation, I'll do a new episode of Twin Peaks. Nice. And I'll go through season two. Don't you worry. <laughs> there's, there's gold in there, all right? Yeah. Yeah, there don't, is. Uh, don't don't try and tell me that it's not worth watching.
3: Alex? Uh, so I am actually jumping back and forth between a few different shows right now, uh, but I think right now I feel safe in recommending The Boys season three. Um. Three episodes in, and it's more of the boys, so if you like that, you're sure to like this. Content warning. There's a very disturbing scene that happens in the first episode. Um definitely uh look at a content advisory ahead of that or something. Yeah. I just I wish I had been warned about it.
1: <laughs> I, I I have not I actually just Al, could you
0: uh describe it in graphic detail
1: <laughs> right now. So Can you get that explicit tag comparable. ready, Tyler? yeah
3: um oh that that's weird the next five minutes is just the constant beep.
1: <laughs> and then he goes um <laughs> yeah uh i just started my rewatch of the boys seasons one and two today so i watched the first episode of season one still liked it good stuff but uh i did do a a, a little content warning just to see if if three was gonna truly like You know, you just go right over my boundaries and I wasn't able to handle it. I think I will. But yeah, that scene sounds crazy. It is not assault. I should make clear to everyone. (laughs) No, but it is.
3: It is. It's a visually disturbing thing that happens. And I, I, I wish I had been warned about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But aside from that, it's absolutely wonderful. Um, It scratches many of my itches just in terms of um,
1: seeing Carl Urban and things.
3: Well, I mean, the cast, of course, but then also just like little weird personal things like Tyler, like the show is just it's covered in Billy Joel music, just like feels like every episode there's some sort of Billy Joel song that plays. So um, it's just got a lot of very interesting just touches and, and elements to it that I, I really, really like. So the boys, I'm sure it'll continue to be good until <laughs> it won't. And then we'll all be mad for a week.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the what the sort of timeline on this series is. How many seasons they wanting to do? I guess we'll find out. So, guys, next week is going to be the next two weeks are going to be a little weird. Um, Tyler and Alex are both uh, going to be gone on differing weeks on secret assignment, and uh, they'll be in the field while I stay back in in the base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're
3: gonna we're gonna go to a, a very weird uh, fancy dinner in Germany. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go to Germany and eat. I'm gonna Tyler, like... Tyler. Tyler will get arrested, and then I'll have to do a weird crab. Di- it's a whole thing. It's, it's,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. it's fine. Better if we don't
0: explain. Yeah,
1: but I. Uh, so so next I've already week,
0: given away too much. <laughs> uh,
1: so next week is just going to be a classic Britain Alex friend around. I'm not sure. we're, we're still kind of nailing down exactly what we're gonna do. Uh, but it's gonna be good. And the week after that it'll just see me and Tyler, and then it'll be the three sequel tiers together again. And now you guys know. Uh we're watching every find... episode of the OC. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Don't threaten me with a good
3: time. Is that even physically possible? Like how many hours of that show? No like idea. it's probably not even physically possible. Do a monitor, uh, dude. If Double you want to find
0: out uh whether or not that's possible then keep an eye out for the next episode at here come the sequels at blogspot here come the sequels dot blogspot.com or email us at here come the sequels at gmail.com and ask (laughs) us if a new episode is out i guess or you could just go to uh apple podcast uh spotify all your other usual podcast app and check out whether or not we're on there uh i mean we are on there but check out whether or not a new episode is on there uh i think i missed one twitter at hcg sequels is the other the other one
3: there's 22 seasons of law and order you think we can do that yeah probably
1: i I, law
0: and order does that is that like one of those things where like the beginning and the finale kind of have like a a theme to them or is is it just like is every episode just like we're it's weird no. to
1: assume that there's a finale and it's you nothing. Know, not still the going it's a
0: sandbox no, no no a season a season finale it's a, ah.
1: yeah oh i see what you mean yeah i think it's just a sandbox to let these characters just play and breathe
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah um i did have the thought like what if we started hungry like dick wolf and i was like no we're not we all oh, that's all together we do that together or not yeah at all yeah yeah um it's gonna be fun and it's gonna be yours and I guess also you can tweet at Alex. Uh, his mm-hmm. Twitter is at z a c k s n y d e r. Just send him your, your thoughts. I mean, it, it's actually at
3: real Froundlwald, but, you know, good try. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real good try.
1: Yeah, he spelled it F-R-A-U-N-D-E-L-W-A-L-D. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it can't also, be that easy to find. Yeah, Speaking of German stuff, you uh, Valerie Pockner... Is in the movie I mentioned her a few weeks ago in "Ground Beneath My Feet." She's uh, Vogel's attaché. She does the teacup thing, and she does later talk. Her name is Henrietta Fisher. Because for a minute, I thought this movie cast this woman, gave her a character name, and no lines. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and she I, she doesn't get a chance to be good <laughs> anyway. I've been Britton. <laughs> I've been Tyler. <laughs>
3: I, I've I've been Alex and and thank thank you for for bearing bearing with us through this through this 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 thing we call the podcast good night Apparate.